This episode is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Gamefly.com delivers games right to your door. Over 8,000 titles. Go to Gamefly.com slash Sandra or this episode's page on Nerdist.com and click on the banner to get a free 15-day trial. Now entering Nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. Hello, sex nerds. Hi, it's Sandra Doherty here. Sex nerd Sandra. Um, today, our beloved Dave Ross is not in the building. He is out of town. But I scored a fantastic... Uh, hour with a very exciting person that I'm about to introduce to you. Um, and I wanted to share a quote with you that I couldn't find who had said it. And it was something like, the greatest journey uh, we have is the journey to ourselves. You know. And I was looking it up and then I found a better quote that I wanted to share with you because we're about to talk about some shit, guys. Like some soul searching shit right now. Uh, the quote is, we only become what we are by the radical and deep seated refusal of that which others have made of us. That's by Sartre. So, uh, right now I've got at the table Buck Angel, Wolf Wolf. Wolf Wolf. Awesome. <laughs> You've been doing me. your homework. <laughs> Buck Angel, um, we just met. Well, we, I don't know if you remember Catherine Trioka, who was also on the show. Uh, she and I sat next to you and your wife Elaine at uh, A&E like six months ago. Oh. And we were both like, is, if we're sitting next to Buck Angel, it's Buck Angel. And we were freaking out and trying to be cool. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so it's really exciting that you came back to town um, and could be on the show. But I, I want to introduce you, and I don't even know how to because there's so much I want to say because you're such a passionate person. You're a public speaker. You're a porn actor, porn star, really. You are a star. Whatever that means. Yeah. Right? Well, <laughs> I mean, you've basically created your own genre. Um, mm. But... Your your tagline is basically man with a pussy. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah you know, that's it. You know, Pretty that, easy. <laughs> I don't think you need, need to explain to your listeners now. They get it. Yeah. <laughs> man with a pussy. But the thing is, okay, so when you hear man with a pussy, it's mm. like, okay, it looks like a dude, but there is a pussy. Mm. Like, like, okay, that's like where the logic goes. But the thing is, you are such a manly man. Like all, because you just taught over at the, the store I work mm. at and like all my coworkers are like, he is so hot. <laughs> He's so hot. Like, we were all just like, it was so hot. Um, and I only say that because it's just so remarkable. Like, you just are so very attractive and, like, you know, you're, you. you are Buck Angel. And then you just, you know, I'm for, just a man. Yeah, you're a man. Well, I think it's because I used to be a woman and people don't know what to expect right. when they meet me or they see, I mean, they might have seen pictures of me or whatever, but I think sometimes a lot of people are expecting something different. Also, mm -hmm. when they meet me in person, right. because my photographs are like me tat with my bald head and tattooed. And you know, I, I mean, obviously, I put that image out there, yeah. very masculine, ultra, ultra mm -hmm. hyper masculine mm -hmm. with my cigar and my tattoos. And mm -hmm. I, I really am a cigar smoker, by the way. It's not just a prop. Excellent. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, so I think people probably are expecting something like raw, you know, and yeah. I, I'm not really that way. I'm actually, I think, very approachable. And um, I like to talk to people and I like mm -hmm. to make people, I like to educate people about what it means to be be a transsexual man i think that's very very important for me i get that you're like really like just a very calm sort of peaceful mm. individual yeah thank you and i'm and can be kooky and crazy and whatever <laughs> but like when people meet me they're like you're the calmest person yeah. i've ever met you met yeah you because are i'm not you know, chilled out yeah chill. yeah you it's do just, have that energy too. yeah 
So like I definitely got that from you. I was like, oh, I'm into this. I'm into it. Um, but so, oh my God, there's so much I want to ask. Like there's always this point in the interview where I'm like, there's so much. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, but you no, know, okay. When I first saw, I worked at Babeland when I first started working in sex stores um, a couple years ago. And that was when I first saw a Buck Angel DVD on the racks with all the other DVDs. And I was, and someone said, this is some of our trans porn. And I was like, oh my God, what? And my brain exploded. Like it just basically exploded because it's not so much the concept of a uh, male body, female parts. Mm. Thing. It wasn't a new idea to me, but the fact that you were embracing all of yourself, mm. you know, head to toe and putting it out there and using it for, you know, penetration mm. and being like, not like covering it up with a strap on, but being mm. like, here I am. Um, that was incredibly powerful. And I didn't even know how to process that. you're not alone yeah (laughs) even uh yeah i think even today as long as i've been doing this for eight years people still cannot process it because Mm -hmm. the majority of the world really looks at what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman is Mm -hmm. what's between your legs so there i am with my vagina saying no i'm a man Mm -hmm. i have a vagina but i'm a man people cannot process that even Mm -hmm. when they like see me naked and Mm -hmm. they're like that's a man but that's a it totally it just doesn't and i don't, I do not take it offense to it at all. And I completely understand why people don't get it. It's because we're taught that mm-hmm. from, from ever, forever. We've been taught that, that that's what makes you a man and that what makes you a woman. So it's very difficult for me to get that message across mm-hmm. still. You know, it's, I think it's to the degree of which you, I mean, I hate to say passing because you are what you are, you mm-hmm. know, but like it's that there is no doubt that you are a man and then you, there's no doubt that that is a vulva. <laughs> Like there's, exactly. Like, and then, but the thing is, what does that think about the question? What does it mean to be a man? Right. right? Why do you think that I am such a man? It's your energy. Yeah, to you, me, it's about your energy. It's not necessarily about your genitals. Right. And what I like about you just from just from very first meeting you is, is that you're so present in yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, no matter what their gender expression right. or their sexuality, mm-hmm. are uncomfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's partly, I would say, more my message today than it is about being a man with a pussy. Like, right. I barely even use that tagline anymore because I feel, I feel like my message now is more about embracing yourself. I don't care if you're transsexual, if you're green, if you have no arms, if you're a little person, mm-hmm. whatever that situation is and you've always been uncomfortable with your body. Mm-hmm. My message really is looking, look, I embraced my body. Mm-hmm. I, I, I realize that I have a vagina. I have to embrace that vagina and I, ha- I will never, ever be able to change that so mm-hmm. why should i go around in the world hating myself i mean i hated myself forever yeah. i wanted to kill myself i committed i tried to commit suicide a couple mm-hmm. times i was a cutter mm-hmm. i was an out- a raging alcoholic mm-hmm. drug addict i mean i should not be sitting here right there's a reason that i'm sitting here i really believe there's a reason why i'm sitting here and speaking to people and letting them see that i i know that i am changing the way people mm-hmm. feel about themselves and not necessarily transsexual people but right. i i realize that my message is more powerful than that. You have to learn how to love yourself before anything will ever change okay. in your life. That's why I was thinking the journey to oneself, some people's journeys are a little bit farther. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, it's so true. Yeah. So, yeah. no, p- part of doing this show is that I've had to kind of look at myself and my behaviors and mm-hmm. my how I identify and, and act in my life and go, okay, if I'm going to put these messages out, I need to live. You know, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. About no, you have to live true to right. who you are. Yes. And so it's been a wonderfully yes. difficult exercise in mm-hmm. uh, self-awareness. Um, and it's been great. It's been great. Um, but no, I totally, it, 
it resonates. It's hard. It's a hard thing to do. And I think also uh, – the thing for me is that a lot of people think I'm a, you know, I, I am this trans community leader and mm -hmm. I'm not. I, I never have said that and I never will say that. What, what I'm trying to make people understand is that we're all individuals and we all are how we are because mm -hmm. that's how we choose to be. You, you, does that make sense to right, you? Yeah, no, like, like not every trans male or trans man is going to be the same exactly. at all. At all. And I like, get your talk that I went to because I, I asked like, okay, how do most of these, because you had, because uh, Sexing the Trans Man, Triple X, yes. is this amazing documentary slash uh, porn, basically. Mm -hmm. And you, it's just all these just amazing men um, playing with themselves, playing with each other. Mm -hmm. um, there's And there were some definitely hot scenes in here. But, um, oh my God, I totally lost what I was going <laughs> to say because I'm just looking at all these really amazing totally pictures. Did. I'm like flipping this DVD around. I'm just like, I'm just now staring at all this cool stuff happening on this DVD. Um <laughs> But no, I mean, you, you make this and you're just who you are. And every single one of these people are pleasuring themselves differently. Exactly. And expressing their sexuality differently. Yes. It's like saying all hetero males are going to want to have sex the same way. Exactly. Or hetero females. It's exactly that. Because yes. I'm like, okay, do how many of them strap on versus how many of them use their hands? How many of them like to be penetrated versus not? And Well, that this was actually a test run, uh, this first Sexy the Trans Man Triple X, because mm -hmm. I wanted to see if people were going to be interested. Because mm -hmm. I, what I do is I interview the man mm -hmm. and they talk about their sexuality and themselves and the change and how it's affected them. And then I have them go into a, just a masturbation scene there is no one on, there is no uh, sex with other people in mm -hmm. this one except for the last scene which I do with another trans man okay. but that was the bonus scene <laughs> yes bonus <laughs> so so I wanted to see how people would react and yeah. and it's become one of my biggest selling oh, yeah? videos oh, and I, it's not just trans men buying this in fact it's the least amount of trans men buying it's more women buying this mm -hmm. and and bio men buying this which yeah? I think find very fascinating more gay bio men but mm -hmm. so now I'm going to be able to sort of make it into the series that I want wanted to and with that series I will be interviewing more different types mm -hmm. of trans men and partners Excellent. of trans men and just mm -hmm. getting more into evolving what it what does it really mean to mm -hmm. be a trans man mm -hmm. or just showing the variety there can I tell you a story sure okay because this is I want to talk about term, terms and uh -huh. sort of the language uh -huh. around navigating okay so a couple years ago, I was, uh, I was single for a little bit, and I had a friend who I had worked with, and super cute. Well, I identified as a girl, even though she was going by a male name, but she was expressing herself like it was. It was in the middle, mm -hmm. and until someone says, "Hey, by the way, my pronoun is he," mm -hmm. I I just was taking more of a backseat. If if somebody identifies differently, like oh, you could be a she or a he, depending on how, what you prefer, but I don't know. Right. I didn't take it upon myself to ask and right. I didn't I was I didn't want to be like you look like you might think of yourself as a man but I don't know because right. then what if she doesn't right. and then would she get offended right so I didn't know what to say anyway but I totally had a big crush on her him you know like I just didn't I totally know get it. you know I'm like I don't care who you identify you're just cool right you know and so I we texted for a little bit uh, this one evening and I came over and we like made out and whatnot and there was some some play going on and I didn't know of course the sports bra stayed on I should have like thought okay maybe this is a sign and I just I was so like I just like you I don't know what to do here and so I think I tried to like go down on them or something uh -huh. it was just so awkward because and it, it was a fun night but it definitely ended in kind of this 
denouement of like, okay, now let's just go to sleep now. Like oh. no one really, <laughs> but it wasn't, it was just that I didn't know what they needed or wanted or how, and they didn't have the language to tell me. Exactly. And I didn't have the language to say, hey, yes. um, so it just, it didn't go anywhere. But that's because that person <laughs> was not comfortable in themselves because right. if they were comfortable with themselves, they would know that you were uncomfortable and they would approach it. They would become the top more in that situation mm-hmm. and be able to say, look, okay, you know, I'm not comfortable with this or this, or they would be more approachable mm-hmm. because I, they weren't comfortable. That's why that didn't move any mm-hmm. farther. And I mean, I was incredibly, I'm, I was incredibly open-minded then and am now, yes. but I didn't have like, now I've had a lot of training around trans mm-hmm. terminology, but at the time, I just knew I didn't care really. Right. But I knew that I but I cared in that it was cool either way. But the, but but that's the it. whole that's the other thing is like it, these guys can't make it uncomfortable for other people right. to approach them or nobody will ever approach them right. but it's because they're not comfortable. It's, mm-hmm. That's most of the letters I get from the from the trans guys now. How am how am I supposed to be able to make it myself approachable in a bar? Mm-hmm. A lot of trans men become gay men, which is also very fascinating to me. Prior to their change, they were just attracted right. to more female-bodied people, mm-hmm. and a, as they progressed in their change, they've really started to identify more as gay men and be attracted to biological gay men. Right, because this is a really important uh, differentiation is your uh, sexual orientation and who you're attracted to completely different than how you identify in your own gender. So um, it's just an important thing because you might be expressing yourself as a man and be really attracted to men or really attracted to women or, right. or all sorts of on the right. gender spectrum. Just because you're a transsexual man doesn't necessarily become a gay man or a mm-hmm. straight man. But, but, but what was fascinating for me and what's mm-hmm. in my documentary, Sexing the Trans Man, mm-hmm. which is the other half of this, which is, which is the more mainstream documentary. Oh, I see. Without the triple X. Without the triple X. Okay, so yes. if you want to buy this DVD, yes. if you see the triple X, then it's got that, the sex in it. Exactly. Okay. The other one is just a m- more talking heads. And I see. A full on docu- talking about sexuality and mm-hmm. how it's changed and how it's affected themselves and but but the question i got was how do i how am i comfortable enough to let a man approach me in a bar most of these guys have never had sex with men before so you know i'm just like you have to be comfortable with yourself first before you put yourself in that situation because it won't happen and you always always have to be honest to these men that you have a vagina Mm -hmm. if you have a vagina you have to state that okay but saying like oh p.s sexy man i have a vagina if you're going to have sex with them uh-huh, right. Not obviously if you're just going to hang out and make out or whatever. But if you're li- if you are physically going to have sex with them, you need to. Yeah, you know, you need to disclose that you're going to have a vag- that you have a vagina. It's not okay. Right. But is there a sexy way to do it? That's not just like right, I, I have, have a, a vagina. vagina. <laughs> 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 but I find that sexy. But that's just me. <laughs> well, was <laughs> also the how people are comfortable with you touching yes. their body. It's not just I have a vagina. It's like, hey, by the way, right. I look like a total dude. I do have a vagina, right. and I'm totally fine with you right. boning me in right. it. Right. You Exactly. Can, you know. I mean, you can say pussy or, you know, yeah. what have you. I, for, lately, I've just been using the word vagina for some reason. And I don't mm-hmm. know why. I think I'm trying to give it some more positive power. Pussy? No, vagina. 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 People, yeah, you have People don't very... say vagina. So, yeah, I vary. Mm-hmm. I vary. And it also depends on what show I'm on. But sometimes I have to switch gears because this is a podcast so we can say You're pussy right. and... You can say all, all that. Fucking that. But sometimes I'm on shows where I can't say that. So I have to get my head around it and say vagina, vagina, vagina. Well, Buck, I'm a good girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, for me, vagina is just highly clinical. It's totally clinical. Yeah, so I'm not necessarily... But I want to change not- that because because I think what happens is that it becomes clinical and no one wants to talk about it because it sounds so yucky and ugly. And But why can't we make it sexy? Why can't we make vagina sexy? 
think about it for a minute. Why well, can't we? Well, that's like trying to make the word wiener sexy. I don't know. I think it's sexy. You just have to get your head, wrap your head around it, okay, that's, I think. You know what I mean? Like, uh, suck my wiener. Uh-huh. Maybe that's not really sexy, know. but it could be in, if you're in the middle of doing something. And, if you're playing know. doctor yeah, and sure. patient, totally. then there vagina you go. is super hot. Exactly. There you, I knew you were kinky. Don't try <laughs> I, I will try anything once. Oh, oh. <laughs> you better watch so. what you say. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward laugh. And I suddenly start eyeing the water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> this is a family sh- no it's not a family, family show. show uh although lots of people share this with your their significant others and i love that right, i awesome. love hearing about that um so yeah terminology okay so we're so you're encouraging i mean honestly anybody like for me in part of like i had mentioned on a previous show that i'm really working on being able to communicate to people oh i just want to make out or oh mm-hmm. i want to do this or what do i feel like because so often it's just assumed like we're going to get turned on and then genitals right. are going to smack together right. and then we're all going to come like that's right. the path and it's like no but i often feel like not doing that i want to do other things you know how do you communicate that right. so for a, a trans person or let's say somebody has a crush on somebody who might be trans uh-huh. or transitioning and not out yet because uh-huh. the person that i was into hadn't actually announced it yet uh-huh. and it was like two weeks before it was so awkward so did they did they transition yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah they're transitioning um so and trans by the way you can totally be in fluid you don't have to solidify mm-hmm. yourself in the other category you can be somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. buck just happens to be someone you had said I identify as a man. Yeah, like yeah. you're, you're. I'm a man. I'm a man. And some people are like, well, I feel like a man. More fluid. But yeah, but yeah. sometimes I feel like a woman. Yeah. And also, there's a whole new like culture of trans people, which mm-hmm. is a whole different thing than really. I think what I, I am. I always wanted to be a man. I mm-hmm. transitioned from female to male. Mm-hmm. But then there's this like new trans thing, which is a whole nother mm-hmm. sort of like they live in. Yeah. It's a very wax on wax yeah, on type yeah. way of your sexuality. Right. Like they might not ever take hormones. They might never have surgeries. They mm-hmm. might just live looking like you, but to identify maybe as more male, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. uh, a little more female looking. And then Mm -hmm. so that confuses people too, by the way. Yeah. And so I think somebody who does that can't be offended by that. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like actually some people say she to me. Uh Really? (laughs) When they find out that I have a vagina. That's so odd. After they've called me he for like ever. And then once they find out I have, yeah, it's very odd. But again, it gets back to why, how people identify people. I mean, no, but also, at some point a long time ago, it was introduced to me the concept of, okay, if you are expressing yourself as a man, then you prefer to be a man. Like, right. the, be uh, called sir instead yes. of ma'am. Yes. But someone who hadn't had that idea implanted may have felt like they had screwed up and should have been calling you ma'am instead of sir because of, they right, found out Right, totally. Yeah. So they may just not have known how to... No, it, it confused them. Yeah. Completely. And honestly, I don't take it... I do not take any of that stuff personal. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about them. Or I even when people healthy. send me hate mail, I don't mm-hmm. take it personal. Mm-hmm. It's not my hate mail. It's their stuff coming out of them. Do you right. know what I mean? It's their like... The thing is, I know hate mail to me is powerful. It means mm-hmm. I'm pushing some buttons there. Yeah. And pushing buttons is actually a very good thing because it gets people thinking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I received some hate mail recently for a show show I did that was a little bit challenging. <laughs> um, it was a challenging it was it was a really fun debate going on, but some people were um just it was just, you know, oftentimes the conversation in this room is very lighthearted and uh-huh. we're all on the same page. Right. And I had a, a guest where we were sort of jousting about certain oh. sexual ideas okay. and people found that a bit abrasive. Interesting. It was just totally fine. But I did enjoy the 
fact that people were challenged and yes. felt something intense. We also had a hardcore role play um, show oh. where the couple that came in, they're both educators, oh. talked about how they role play rape and they role oh, play yeah. murder. Oh. But but they're the most cuddly, loving, playful couple. Right. But that was challenging for some people. A lot of people. But the some rape people, thing freaks people out. Yeah. But, but a lot of people found it healing because they, they explained it in a way that made complete sense. Like it, well, yeah, it's role playing. It's role playing <laughs> and it's... It's very and relaxed. it's in a safe environment, and it's between consenting adults. It's like all of that. It's, right, it's you know, trust. You could say the same stuff about, like, you know, uh, people who are into, like, not pedophilia, pedophilia, but, you know, maybe someone wants to dress up like a little girl, mm-hmm. and then daddy spanks them. Like, yeah. some people are very offended by that mm-hmm. because they think it's totally crossing, but it's not. It's between adults when you're playing baby play or child play. Yeah, there's so many amazing sexual, um, uh, psychological things going on yes. during role play that... I mean, once I started analyzing these things, I was like, oh, yeah, of course that would make sense. Of course it makes sense. It's highly relaxing to be the the rapey. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's totally. like, yeah, you you do all that <laughs> stuff. I'm going to lie here and feel fabulous. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, some people, they yeah. just, you know, who knows, maybe it happened to them and then they're getting baggage right. from it and it just, you know, really messes them up. And, and that I respect that totally. But at the same time, you know, it's like myself. Like, I don't take myself too serious. And a lot of times people get very upset that I don't take myself mm-hmm. too serious someone were to call me a name or mm-hmm. you know it's like but why why should i get upset about it yeah no really it's care you see that in the other person there's something going on in them that they're yes, fighting yes. I, I usually see it as yeah there's there's some it's, it's the other person right yeah yeah i mean you know we try and keep it sex positive in here you know yeah well that's awesome it's <laughs> yeah. all about sex positivity right? <laughs> um so wait what are we talking about uh the uh oh terms yeah so in terms of terms, for in terms of terms, my goodness, yeah. uh, I'm so eloquent. <laughs> transsexual versus transgendered. Mm. Let's go over some basics. Mm-hmm. Like, how would you define the difference? And what would, would you, mm. you consider yourself a transgendered, transsexual person? Transsexual. Transsexual. Uh, okay. And that's, I think, also because it's very old school. You mm-hmm. know, I did my transitioning tw- over 20 years ago. Uh, and I think for now, I think what, what transsexual is somebody like me. I think somebody who always felt more... Uh, may, male and wanted to transition from female to male. Mm-hmm. So it's a more like really wanting to transition into that other gender. Yeah. Where I think transgender is a more fluid and it, it's more about not really necessarily wanting to transition into becoming either or gender, but living mm-hmm. within that sort of gray area there. Like, you know, okay, I don't have to be a man or I don't have to be a woman. It's that's what trans to me that what transgender is. It's someone who's not specifically having a what the old school way of calling sex change, you mm-hmm. know? So I'm a transsexual person who really basically had a sex change. Mm-hmm. And then a transgender is the new, I think, mm-hmm. more fluid movement. Mm-hmm. Now, you say sex change. Mm-hmm. However, you didn't have any sort of bottom surgery. No. So, and vagina, I, vagina, vagina, vagina. <laughs> <laughs> vagine, <laughs> vag, snatch. The, um, I mean, I love that uh, a couple of the people in Sexing the Trans Man, your DVD, mm. mention, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And surgery, bottom surgery can be incredibly dangerous and you don't end up with something that you're happy with. Mm. And why not just explore what you have mm-hmm in a way that works for you. Right. And on, on the other side of that, I, w- I also need people to really understand because within the trans community, there's a lot of people who put out there that Buck Angel is anti-bottom surgery, anti-penis surgery. Mm-hmm. I am not anti-penis surgery. There's a mm-hmm. huge difference between being an activist and an advocate for certain things and being anti. I'm mm-hmm. not. What I'm saying, trying to say is make the choice because you need to make the choice for yourself, not because you're pushed into the choice mm-hmm. because a lot of trans men believe that you'll never fully be a man without getting that 
have penis. And mm-hmm. I don't, obviously, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So my message is, and also I did research. I wanted a penis for mm-hmm. many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. I wanted a penis and I researched it and I did, t- I looked at tons of doctors mm-hmm. and it just was not going to be what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted a working penis like every other biological man. And aesthetically, mm-hmm. I wanted it to look nice. And for myself, mm-hmm. it didn't look very nice. Mm-hmm. I didn't really particularly like the way it looked mm-hmm. and I didn't like the way it functioned and mm-hmm. it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. So I opted out of that and learned to love my body. And that was very powerful for mm-hmm. me. And that's why I share that. Mm-hmm. So that said, I'm not an anti. I'm just more saying make, there's a choice. Yeah. You can keep your vagina or you can get a penis. It's pull- Actually, the surgery has gotten much better. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's perfect, mm-hmm. but I would say it's much better than it was 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. But it's nowhere near what it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say is it's nowhere near yeah. what it should be. 20 years ago, it should be perfect now. Yeah. Why is it not perfect? It's kind of ridiculous for me. And I think that I'm just trying to tell those guys, you're going to go through a lot. I had a friend of mine who committed suicide because I know he was not happy with his, he, he oh, had put a, he had done the penis surgery. And hard. for many years I knew he wasn't happy. He was mm-hmm. an alcoholic. He was a raging alcoholic and mm-hmm. he couldn't even have sex with girls without the lights out. Mm-hmm. And it was the old one where you had to put a stick in it to oh, make it hard. Yeah, yeah, so it's like a, just a flaccid, you know, penis and then you mm-hmm. have to put a stick in it. And it's like, I he was not happy with it. Yeah. And I have firsthand experience with it. I'm not just, mm-hmm. you know, and then he just ended up, you know, I knew it was, I just knew he was never going to be happy yeah. with himself. I'm not saying that all guys won't be happy with themselves, but I've had experience with it and I just... It's a big decision. It's a huge... You can never yeah. go back from that. And that shouldn't be the deciding factor of whether you're a man or not. No. No, sure. it should not. But if you need to get it, go for it. Actually, I find it really interesting in seeing some of the the shots from your, your vid is um, after they take testosterone and the clit area kind of mm-hmm. gets a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and there's a certain jerking off motion yeah. that they do that yes. I think is really hot. It's really neat. Yeah. I mean, you're basically like, I, I definitely understand gender play and mm. like, like going who, no matter who you're attracted to, mm. uh, having sex with them, like for me as a female versus coming from a very masculine internal standpoint and going at them from like, I'm a man right now. Right. It's a very different way of expressing yourself, no matter what your genitals are. No, totally. And uh, I, I think it, that's also really important for me to show that. Look, they're all, they they actually use their vagina more like a penis in a way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. feels that way for them. And I think it also, it's very interesting to see them. So this is like historical, really. You have yeah. never really seen any people have. No, did you see the people in the workshop? People walked away like, "Whoa!" Yeah, people this, were blown away. They, they were like, "I've never seen anything like that in my life." That's mm-hmm. very powerful for me as yeah. a filmmaker, because I have opened doors for people. Not necessarily they're going to go and buy these or look, but it's something in their brain that they're like, "Wow, there's men that look like that and jack off like that." Mm-hmm. And even I might help somebody who has never felt comfortable with their vagina or their genitals to play with them more do you know what i mean yeah no completely because it's it's the energy in your yourself Self. that you're putting through your genitals yes. like a lot of guys will write me because they have um they come too fast because yeah. they just like sort of like pound at their partners right. a lot of times right. because they see that in porn and that's the only way they know to express their uh, masculine energy right. and and i know that it's just it's just limiting and there needs to be more information and and you know i try and through the different shows like 
you know, it's sad that stuff. really more straight porn isn't geared more towards educating in a way. It's yeah. like, you know what, educate. It's not just about pounding. And women not necessarily don't like just to be pounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people like foreplay and playing mm-hmm. around and, and you know, dragging out the orgasm. Right. Like, uh, I hate just all of a sudden, like, touching myself. And then, so that happens to me. Like, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I'm jacking off and I come. Uh-huh. Like, in two seconds. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I really <laughs> like to drag it out. It's <laughs> one thing I found really interesting is that after taking testosterone, uh-huh. a lot of the guys... Uh, uh, say that they get really horny it's all the like time. Fourteen year old boys. Yes, yes. Uh, I was like, oh, I want, I want some of that. You can take I it. <laughs> take some cream. <laughs> Actually, they give it to some women who go through uh, who are going through menopause because the, right. it helps with the sex. Right. It helps bring up your I mean, libido. I definitely doesn't seem like you need it though. No, so no, 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 <laughs> no. It's more just a curiosity of uh, what that experience is. Right. You no, know, I mean, I'm curious about all sorts of experiences. Sure. I'm like, oh, what is that? Like? Oh, that's interesting. Well, you might grow a mustache. So you better uh, not. <laughs> Yeah, and then when you take hormones like testosterone, mm. it doesn't take away, but it adds things, right? Like that's what right. someone told me. Like if if I take enough testosterone to like where I start growing facial hair, mm. hair even if I stop taking it, I mm. will continue to grow facial hair. Well, I don't know so much continue, but it will be there. Yeah, it will I be there. Think, yeah, yeah, I guess you would continue, but it would probably diminish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting how hormones can affect. Well, it's body. completely changed the way I look. Yeah. I mean, I I I, I, don't know, I was. Uh, fashion model you mm-hmm. know, as a woman I have so, heard yeah heard. so I mean uh, when I, I can show you pictures later but the <gasps> thing is yeah it's it, you would is this be something the, that you're comfortable letting people google oh yeah totally yeah, yeah. yeah. in fact if you just google you'll see just put images in and they're there I think there's some oh actually go to buckangelentertainment.com mm-hmm. And there yeah, are old there's photos. Some there, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's some Buckangelentertainment.com. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sweet. Okay. Because I yeah. haven't actually looked up pictures of you. Yeah. Almost out of respect, because I didn't know no, if that was something that you were open about. I'm open. Oh, my 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 life is obviously uh-huh. very. See, open. you're such a lucky bastard in that you're like the super hot female, <laughs> and now you're a super hot male. Well, I don't know. Like it's, w- w- I was not something that I actually enjoyed doing. I right. was sort of. Uh, not pushed into it but it just happened and I was wasted on coke and drinking yeah. and you know it was like mm-hmm. that I, w- I don't even hardly remember any of it that's why mm-hmm. I'm really happy I have the pictures because it's like <laughs> oh my god I really did that that's crazy yeah. that's really cool <laughs> no, it's, it's so but, int- as but it a changed story. my point being it, it changed my literally changed yeah. my facial structure mm-hmm. I mean my nose grew bigger my jawline grew I have mm-hmm. more masculine features whereas before mm-hmm. I was very androgynous and in mm-hmm. effect that's why I was a model mm-hmm. I was an androgynous model and it was very in the times when androgyny just started I was like really at the forefront of all of that mm-hmm. and so it was like I, I wasn't not masculine but you know tomboyish so the whole androgynous uh, attraction mm-hmm. like uh, androgynous features are on people are really hot like yes. very feminine features on yeah. males and more masculine yes. features on females it doesn't make them look necessarily managed but it makes them look hotter you know like I think wow. so too I think it's like wow what what is that? like I think that's really interesting to like well what is you know, is that man or is that a woman? Like, I think that's really yeah. cool. Um, and it, I, I, in in the class, you'd mentioned that uh, uh, male to female porn, so mm. uh, like a female looking body, big breasts, long hair, mm. and pe- a penis. Mm-hmm. That's like what you said, number two in terms of popularity. Yeah, I think gay porn is number one now, but one of the biggest selling porn, and I think uh, trans women porn is is like number two. It's huge. Yeah, no, it's huge. Yeah, it's like. A big money maker. Yet we're the last award given out at the Avian Awards, which is like you Ooh. know the Oscars of the. We're still kind of pushed in the back. Right. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a part of sexuality that I don't think people really understand that that hotness of oh my god, you are a a woman and you you're you're packing. 
Egg. Well, no, who buys who buys trans women porn? Straight, Straight guys. <laughs> <laughs> they would never admit that they like to suck cock or get it up the ass. But, right. you know, they wouldn't, they just, because that makes them gay. But obviously you're not gay. You're doing it with a woman. Yeah. But it's the penis thing that makes them feel like they're gay. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, but then of course, are they gay? No. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that they are, uh, but I'm saying, I mean, it's a sensation, but it's such a mind trip because right. it's outside the norm. Right. And no one is providing any sort of mental structure to process these feelings no. at and, all. No. And that's why I'm hoping this, because lots of women who are attracted to trans men, they think, does that make me a lesbian? Because the trans man has a vagina. Yeah. Or does that make me straight? Because I was a lesbian straight? before. Exactly. And so what I'm pl- hoping to do next is sexing the trans woman and do the ah. same exact thing where I get to actually interview women who are in the porn business. They don't ever get to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just doing movies. Right. But I'd really like to give it a little bit Please more. Please do. Uh, yeah, and so like really have them have an opportunity to talk about themselves so that way when the guy is interested in the girl, he gets a little bit more ground grounded mm-hmm. feeling around it. Like, oh, I'm not a freak. That's a total girl. Mm-hmm. Do, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I think it will help a lot of people feel more comfortable about having sex with trans mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. Where I think that this will help a lot of people feel mm-hmm. more comfortable having sex with trans mm-hmm. men not am i gay or am i straight people are so concerned about that right like because you know yeah yeah that's a sexuality is so such a huge thing for people um, like they have to identify one way or the other and it's like i don't identify as anything i identify as a, a sexual being mm-hmm. whereas i'm attracted to a person mm-hmm. like your gender you identify as a, ma- a man but well, identify gender wise as a man but sexually you are equal opportunity Totally. Because you, you shoot with uh, males, other yes. trans people, mm-hmm. females. Mm-hmm. Um, you get penetrated. You penetrate others. Yes, Do yeah. you use strap-ons? Yes. Yeah, so then you use your hands, your mouth. You but basically... mostly it's been about me being penetrated. That's what okay. everyone wants to see. I so see. I give my customers what they want. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your most popular title? Um, actually, this is my newest big seller. Oh, yeah. Before oh. that was bu- uh, Buckback Mountain. Oh, I really want to see that one. Oh, I should have brought it for you. Every, no, well, no, no, I'll no. send you one. I want this. You uh, do not I'll, get to take yours. this back. I want it so bad. <laughs> Um, no, I'm really excited you gave this to me. Um, yay. But no, because Buckback Mountain, I always see that title. I'm always like, oh, I want And it's really that. a film. Like, we really went out to the desert. Uh-huh. We wrote a script. I had an amazing guy direct it and did the cinematography and editing. He's, an ama- he's a Hollywood guy. Mm-hmm. And it just went, it actually got voted like the, like one of the top 10 most amazing videos of, um, to, of the 20th century. Wow. Yes. Really? But who, where? Who? It's this magazine that magazine? does porn stuff oh, of nice. all the porns I've ever, ever made because it's something that never had been right. done before. And like it was an actual movie. Yeah. You had a soundtrack and everything. It's I love pretty that. awesome. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I'm very proud of that film too. But this, I think, of all my films, I feel really, really, really proud of my newest one just because. My my idea is to get away from being in front mm-hmm. of the camera and mm-hmm. to bring more guys into mm-hmm. the industry and to because it's not really a genre. There's do you know no of a, genre. Do you know of, no, you're creating the genre. Yes. You have created the genre and you've yes. worked really hard over yes. ten years really. Yes. Right? Yes. Um you started behind the camera yes. in porn, mm-hmm. but you found that there was a need and so you're filling that need. Yeah. I mean I was working with trans women mm-hmm. and, and making websites and then it was mm-hmm. just like really literally like picture a light bulb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I was like, whoa! There's no guys like me in porn. How yeah. crazy! There were some underground porn, but I wanted to do mainstream, mm-hmm. real, like out there in stores. And it just came mm-hmm. to me. And I, the industry fought me tooth mm-hmm. and nail. Like they did not want me to get in the industry. They thought I was a freak. They were calling mm-hmm. me. I mean, my own peers. They just mm-hmm. freaked out on me. It was mm-hmm. really bizarre, but I kept with it. Yeah. 
Um, when you're shooting, like, because obviously there's at least a little bit conversation uh, with other people that you're about to shoot with. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say uh, a, a cis male, oh, cis man. No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, sorry, we were talking before we started recording that cis, like cis man, is somebody who's has a penis and presents as a male. But then you consider yourself like kind of cis because you feel basically right. you're aligned. I'm like aligned. everything in your body is aligned. I'm your aligned. genitals. The way you express yourself, you feel so comfortable that you're aligned. Yes. So. So how is that? Because I use the word bio, biological male, and so I guess that's not politically correct anymore. So, um, so you know, so now I'm supposed to be using cis, but I think it confuses people, like people like your listeners who might mm-hmm. not understand what that means, and then it just makes it much harder for me to educate. Right. Like I have definitely had crushes on people who I could tell were trans, and then didn't do anything because I was so. Like, I don't know how to handle the talking to you about these things. Right. And then, and then there's this, and then I've been uncomfortable around people who are trans just because I don't know how to talk to them. And then that creates a barrier between us. And then they may sense that as I don't like them. Well, they do that to themselves. Right. And there's that. You know what I mean? They do that Mm -hmm. to themselves. They should just stop making it uncomfortable for people. And if someone says something, you can just correct them and not Mm -hmm. make a big deal out of it and move on. It's Mm -hmm. really not that important, but they have really created this sort of barrier for people to approach Mm -hmm. them and make Mm -hmm. them feel comfortable because they get upset too easy Mm -hmm. about stuff people don't understand Mm -hmm. and that's okay that people Mm -hmm. don't understand the biggest thing you can do is be comfortable in yourself that's the most huge thing you can do to to affect change in the world yes um so when you're about to shoot for a day with with Mm -hmm. another uh porn actor Mm -hmm. do you say i mean do you say like hey I'm totally fine getting fucked, but just don't call me like, you know, a slut whore. Like only call me like man names. Like um, like, from, like in terms of like dirty yeah. talk and uh, right. are there certain boundaries you right. set? For myself, I'm just a pig, so it doesn't matter to me. And I'm, I'm pretty much directing from that point when, mm-hmm. we're, in, when we're like when we're fucking. So I'm you, are you the directing director? the scene. Okay. Yeah, all my, all my movies I directed and produced and okay. edited, even edited everything. I'm such a control freak. Who's this man right here? <laughs> so, um, so mostly what I do is ask them. It's, for me, it's more about them than it okay. is about me. So I'm like, just tell me everything that you want to do and you don't want what – what, mm-hmm. what is on and off. And so then most of the time, everyone's been pretty open-minded about mm-hmm. stuff. And like I said before, it's mostly about me being penetrated. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned from be- from the beginning to now is in my contract, I had to change the fact that they had to be able to keep an erection and also shoot a load at the end because that's what people want to see. And in the beginning, it would be mm-hmm. a lot of times where the guys would lose their hard-ons because mm-hmm. they never had sex with a man with a vagina. So they would just be like right. a pussy on a man. And like they would totally lose their heart on. And we'd be like, now what do I do? Because it's rewiring everything. It's rewiring, totally. I mean, it's been at least four years since I first saw a Buck Angel DVD. Mm-hmm. And from that point now, I'm just like, oh, what's the big deal, it's guys? It's normal. <laughs> yeah, it's so normal to <laughs> me. Awesome. But because I looked up, because I couldn't find any videos of you like online because you're really good about mm-hmm. you know the piracy thing um, but the only thing I saw was the Howard Stern show when you were on okay, the yeah. Sibian mm-hmm. and I mean you're just there mm-hmm. on the Sibian and people are reacting in, like, in really awkward ways awkward, awkward. it's really awkward but I just like that you were totally just like having a good time I was like I don't care if they freak out I had an <laughs> orgasm and I squirted and oh when I squirted they freaked out yeah. on me but they were saying stupid dumb yeah. stuff that smell you 
it smells and blah, blah, blah. And I just got up and like, hey, dude, I just squirted. Like, I knew it. I knew it was just going to mess them up. And that's why I did it. You know what I mean? Like, right. I have no shame. Right. At all. Because like, it's all them. Not... It's all them. And I ended up being Howard Stern's most memorable guest ever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I totally blew him away. Awesome. How do you blow Howard Stern away? He's like a total like freak. But you know what? It was a very positive experience for me. Mm-hmm. But but people learned from that. Mm-hmm. Even though it was kind of weird, like I was actually on a Sibian on a, on a major show, it doesn't matter. People still learned from that. Like, yeah. hey, wow, there's a dude with a vagina. That's yeah. so interesting. Because you also, like once you get past the, like, sort of the mind trip of it you have a beautiful body like you you. have a beautiful body just the way it is and after i have all that i processed all that years ago it's like no you just it's just a body it's not really a big deal Uh but yeah yeah and believe me it's not right we're sitting here and we're okay with it but people they don't get it and they just they think i'm like some from outer space or something they just don't get it right how did i get it that's just because you let yourself get it and also you're obviously very open-minded about stuff right I'm just trying to think like it's just I mean I understood that you were female-bodied before and that you felt like a man and you transitioned right and you kept your bits right and then you worked up the bits and everybody's happy, and you're happy with it all. But most people, I think, uh, I think also uh, organized religion has a lot to do with why people are very close-minded in this country. Mm-hmm. In this country, yeah. because in Europe, people tend to be a lot more open-minded about sexuality and gender. Here, people, and I do really, I'm not anti-religion at all, but I'm mm-hmm. not really so into organized religion because I think mm-hmm. it really it's sort too, of too rigid reti- yes, for what does. humans, it, and it doesn't let people think yeah. for themselves yeah. and say, oh, "Okay, well, maybe that." What about intersex people? Do you know how many intersex people there yeah. are out there? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, they have it much harder than a transsexual person. An intersex would be born with uh, both, both genitals, both or, gen- yes, right? Or something, not, something is just not male or female, right? You know what I mean? And do we so, operate on the infant? Do we let them? A lot be of times, if they're born, you know, with both, they give them a vagina, which mm-hmm. is not necessarily the best thing to do, right? I mean, a lot of people get messed up when they're older and they're like but I feel male why do I have a vagina and they're like oh they find out well actually they were uh, born with a penis and a vagina but they gave them a vagina instead of letting them have the penis mm-hmm. and it messed them up mm-hmm. so you know that's something people don't talk about either intersex mm-hmm. is like really like yeah. taboo yeah no I have a friend who has um, is identifies female mm-hmm. but has more Audi bits mm-hmm. is how she says it mm-hmm. and I haven't really delved into like you know Can I just see what's happening? Because I want to understand what you mean by Audi bits. Right. But, I mean, probably a little more. Her clit is probably huge. Yeah. And so she feels very, very awkward about it. Right. Because it's not a normal, you know, woman's vagina. Right. So, of course, she feels very awkward. But it it. all works and it all feels good. It probably feels really good. And, like, but if she was more, think about it, if she was, like, really comfortable with her body, it wouldn't really be an issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hardest part, just like, because we've talked about, um, coming across like foreskins on a male and then some people freak out because they have no idea how to like pleasure that right how to navigate it right and so you come across somebody who's intersex and it's just like ah oh um (laughs) well i know that everyone has some sort of clit or cockhead uh situation so i think that's the thing and then there's a right i mean you just have to like reorient well for me when i have had sex with people who don't aren't familiar with my genitals i am am pretty like toppy so oh, yeah. I pretty much help them along, you know, like you sit this. On their face. Yeah, this is how you do it. Like mm-hmm. I'm very forceful that way, and then it always makes it work out that way oh, because great. then they don't have to feel intimidated or mm-hmm. not sure what to do. Let mm-hmm. me just show you what to do. It's like knowing yourself. And, and I, I think that's with anybody with sex. If you mm-hmm. have, if 
if you don't show somebody how you're pleasured, then you might not get pleasure during sex and it might be mm-hmm. horrible for you. Yeah. Like, I don't know why people can't just say, no, I like you to suck me this way or put your finger here. Or It's mm-hmm. not really a bad thing to do. It's actually a really good thing to mm-hmm. do. But saying it in a breathy kind of hot voice. Yeah, like, not like yeah, yeah not like I'll teach her. Yeah, <laughs> please put your finger here. I enjoy that. Mm, sexy. Um, so I want to turn attention to just sexual uh, technique stuff and just and your knowledge and and your advice mm-hmm. about all that stuff. Um, and I know that you come across like new partners a lot because obviously you're mm-hmm. you're working in in porn. Um, and let's say you want to pleasure them a lot. Mm-hmm. How do you figure out? Because a lot of people who listen, they go on dates. You know, there's a lot of dating going on or like awkward. Like they're just getting into the dating scene, newly divorced, uh, shy, 21-year-olds. And they just want to be good Mm -hmm. when they first come, you know, get in bed and get naked with that person they really like. Right. How do you do that in a sexy way? Right. Yeah, that's a really great question because I think a lot of people are intimidated with sex. I think most people are intimidated with sex. You know, dating is hard and then having that first sexual experience is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, Communication to me does everything. And Mm -hmm. I think that people feel really intimidated to communicate. I don't -hmm. don't know why. Maybe they just don't feel like it's appropriate. Well, how do you communicate? Yeah, you just have to sort of like, Like, that's why I say like for myself, for myself, I always take the lead. Okay. For myself, I always take the lead because I feel like people are intimidated to have sex with Mm -hmm. me or to, you know, approach that Mm -hmm. situation. So if I sort of get the ball rolling, then Mm -hmm. it usually just becomes what it needs to be. You have to make people feel comfortable in bed. Mm -hmm. So I think somebody who's shy is obviously not going to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's somehow being able to communicate that maybe they are shy and that they're Mm -hmm. not comfortable taking the lead. Is it okay if you take the lead? Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I know it sounds not sexy, but it is sexy. It is sexy. Who's taking the lead? Because someone's got to take the lead. Someone's got to take the lead. You just stare at each other. (laughs) So, I mean, I used to be a very, very shy person before Mm -hmm. I transitioned. I was was like, I mean, I used to get tons of girls wanting to have sex with me. Mm -hmm. But I would be, the only way I could do it was when I was drunk or stoned. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not cool because Mm -hmm. um, you're not really experiencing that situation, really. So, I mean, there'd be many times where I would just be like freaked out. And you could tell, like, we'd be sitting Uh on the couch and the girl wanted me to touch her, but I would be like so freaked out to touch her. Like, no, I've had those staring contests. Yes. I'm like, I'm scared and you're scared. That but would we really... never happen now. I would jump on you. Like, it was just like, I already know that you're uncomfortable, so mm. I would make the first move. Okay. So, like, let's say I'm, we're sitting on the couch, yeah. right? And I'm a female bodied person right. and you want to touch me. Right. Um, and you don't know what I like. Right. Now, there is the passion aspect of like, oh, I just want you and right. letting me know that you, you want to pleasure me and that right. you find me attractive. There's right. that. Right. That that's a very getting swept up in that passion. But some people might not like that, and they might be very uncomfortable by that, right? Like, well, there's, you know, what if they're uncomfortable with that? So I think you, I guess, yeah, you have to f- try to see if you can feel what that person likes. Well, if they start pulling back, then you know. Yeah, yeah. Or else, some people don't say anything till after. I mean, some people are like that. They'll like mm-hmm. let it happen, and then after they'll be like, "Oh, that was just too much for me. I, please don't ever call me again." Well, if someone just lets it happen, there's usually that sort of that stillness that they go through. Yes. And, and I don't like the stillness. It makes no. me uncomfortable. Oh, totally uncomfortable. Because usually yes. I check and go, "Hey." I would always kiss somebody for, first. Okay. Now I would always immediately kiss them first because mm-hmm. to me that's passionate and it mm-hmm. like makes them uh, usually mm-hmm. you can feel if they get into the kissing mm-hmm. then that's going to lead to something else for sure right for sure so yeah. so i i really feel for people who are shy sexually it's horrible i feel mm-hmm. for you it's like but you got to somehow try to come out of that mm-hmm. and make yourself calm maybe mm-hmm. you know what i mean like have a nice cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> i like deep breath deep breath the first kiss my favorite for the first kiss is 
Because if you're like three feet away, it's really hard to go in for the first kiss. Right, right. So just get as close right. as you can to their face as possible. Right. And build that tension. And build that tension. So that it's only yes. three inches away right. when you actually do it. Right. Um, but for you, figuring out the communication thing, how, like, what would you say to figure out if what I like or somebody likes? Well, I mean, I think, honestly, I would just start to kiss you first. I okay. would. And I wouldn't. Then after that, then I, I'd be like, you know, is it okay if I go down on you? Or, you know, is that, is that? And then I think you can actually feel mm-hmm. that. And then what I mean by communication is if you don't like for me to be eating you out or whatever, then you need to say, well, actually, I don't, I'm not really into that. Could you, like, suck on my mm-hmm. nipples maybe a little bit or do that? I know it doesn't sound sexy, but it is sexy mm-hmm. because then you start having really good sex. I mean, unless it becomes full-blown, hardcore, passionate, out of control, you right. never talk. Right. You're just going at it. Right. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. And then mm-hmm. a lot of times people walk away very unsatisfied mm-hmm. because they didn't really get what they needed mm-hmm. to get. Well, from kissing, would you go straight to, hey, can I go down it, on you? It totally depends, mm-hmm. honestly. It That's really true. depends on the situation and how I'm feeling. I mean, I love kissing. So mm-hmm. if I continue, to, we might kiss for 30 minutes mm-hmm. or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then my hands always wander. I'm a wandering mm-hmm. kind of guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also, I'm really into tits. So I'd probably be like, <laughs> really? Yeah, like, yeah. I'm kind of one of those nasty kind of guys. And I think also because I, I have had a lot of sex with with men mm-hmm. and, and more leathery kind of hardcore mm-hmm. leather man sex, which is totally a whole different world. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to be really rough because of that. And because mm-hmm. rough sex is something that really turns me on. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes I forget, like if I'm with the girls, like, oh, yeah, girls don't a lot of necessarily a lot of times like that immediately and they like it maybe later on right and I don't mean that that sounds sexist at all you want to hold her a little before you slap her yes right exactly Exactly. (laughs) don't don't slap someone randomly unless you know they like that please (laughs) exactly don't do it it's not cool (laughs) that was don't don't take my joking as (laughs) advice oh god um yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Like, you mind if I go down on you? It's awkward, though, when you go, like, hey, how do you feel about me going down on you? And they kind of go, uh, mm, of okay. Course. That's what I'm saying. It's going to be awkward. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it mm-hmm. because it's like the first time you're doing this mm-hmm. with somebody. Hopefully, maybe it'll turn into more if you like mm-hmm. that or whatever. But, of course, it, 100% it is going to be awkward. I'm not, it's not, not going to be. But it's really, really, really important or else you're not going to get what you okay. need. They say, hell yes. You go down on them, right? Yeah, They're right. female-bodied. Right. They're lying there kind of going, hmm, hmm, right. making that kind of like, right. oh, I am pleasantly enjoying this slightly. Right. And and you want to really figure out like how to take it to the next level. Right. How do you communicate? Like, oh, do you like that or that? Or do you give oh, them a choice, multiple choice? No, do you just... I just keep doing it. And then maybe maybe I'll stick my fingers inside or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe start doing something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe playing with their nipples while I'm down there. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like moving and doing other things. You know like what I mean? giving them a buffet of options. Yes, and, yes, and yes. Kind of like the metal detector on the beach. And you're like, beep, 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 beep <laughs> totally. when it starts. Then you can tell like if you're tweaking your nipple a little. And right. it's like really liking that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love when people are expressive of their pleasure yes me too because if it goes internal then you can't tell it's no difficult. it's actually that's really to me way like the worst when someone is not really being vocal about their pleasure mm-hmm. uh, that's very difficult mm-hmm. to have sex for me with yeah. somebody because i am very vocal and it's mm-hmm. like oh are they enjoying it yeah and I have been down here for 30 minutes i wonder if they're really into it you know what i mean right so sex nerds that's a, that's right there is an important thing is that how you're expressing your pleasure not to say you should be faking it but to no. not be holding back in in you how you're expressing like are you expressing your pleasure when you're with your partner are you like quiet if you're quiet are you at least bucking your hips a bit and like 
Right. And I do think, I mean, I think women don't know that it's okay to express themselves. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I just don't think for some reason that they're taught that it's okay to be vocal about that feels really good. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, I love this. And you know what I mean? Like, it's okay to to talk. And talking is really awesome, too. Like, I like dirty talk. And I like even just, oh my God, that feels so amazing. And like, that's awesome. You don't have to be like quiet. But even though I guess some people are really into being quiet, and that's okay, too. Do you have any tips on how to um, get comfortable in dirty talking? We're going to have a show yeah, about this. Yeah, that's a really good show, actually, Ooh. because a lot of people don't know how to. I've had to teach a lot of partners how to dirty talk because I'm so into it. And like a lot of them, like, then they'd be like, you know, Buck, like before I could never do it and it would freak me out if somebody would say, you know, say fuck my pussy or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how I've been able to help people become more comfortable in that it's okay to talk. I think because I do it a lot. Mm -hmm. So because I do it a lot, and so when I'm like, you know, just saying nasty things to them, it makes them feel more comfortable Mm -hmm. to sort of respond in the same way. You're role modeling. Yes. Have you ever had anyone say, you know, that's not not hot, like I'm getting turned off by what you're saying? Um, A lot of people are afraid that if they get too raunchy, it'll offend the other person. Yes, but I think, again, because I take the lead, I'm I'm obviously a leader. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's like a key for myself because I said a lot of them said that they didn't like it before Mm. but i think because i think maybe also visually because they can see how much i'm so majorly turned on by Mm. that that it pleasures them Mm -hmm. too you're not like disrespecting them like you're there with them enjoying and saying these things totally like i forced them to say tell me to fuck your pussy (laughs) (laughs) awesome um and that i'm sorry i just realized that even though sometimes well a lot of times you're receiving as a receiver right vaginally Mm. you're Mm. you're taking it Mm. you're still kind of topping of, in a lot of I, ways. That is such a great, that's a really great thing that you just said because that is something I'm also trying to tell people mm-hmm. is that just because I get penetrated does mm-hmm. not make me a bottom. I'm right. not a bottom. I'm being serviced. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's also very important for me to tell that a lot of trans men have that issue because they mm-hmm. felt like if they were being penetrated, they were being more female or right. they were being bottomy when there are a lot of them are toppy. And I'm like, no, dude, it has nothing to do with that. It has you being in control and having that person pleasure you because that's what you want yeah. and they're servicing you totally different yeah it's really just how you frame yes. the act yes and and that goes for any vag owners any uh any venus owners butt owners <laughs> butt owners <laughs> totally it's like just because a man gets in the butt does not make him like submissive or whatever right it has like, nothing to do with that i mean you, i mean i've seen i've seen some manly men take it in the butt and be uh, like so yeah yeah man get it give it you know get it you <laughs> yeah. better do it yeah. <laughs> you know like threatening <laughs> totally <laughs> you know it's just yeah it's hot um buck i am so happy that you have come on the show awesome. and talked with me i really appreciate that you've spent time with me here Thank on you. the sex nerd Sandra show um is where would you like people to check you out check you out check <laughs> your, your videos and everything you're doing um you can go to my website buckangel.com mm-hmm. which will have you lead you to all the different websites that i have mm-hmm. so okay that's the easiest or buckangelentertainment.com right, cool. buckangelentertainment is my more uh I, I call them my speaking or educational site. Mm-hmm. It's n- none of my pornography is on there. Mm-hmm. It's just all about my speaking and where I go and right. how to book me and all. That. You're very motivating. I felt very inspired. Oh, when thank you. Were you. I consider myself a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> no, totally, it totally is. And I know you're doing the whole. Um, you're doing a lot of like you did a PSA on mm-hmm. yes. uh, gynecological health for trans men. Yes, I did. So there's that out there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I have actually like eight PSAs I've done now. Oh, great. Yeah, go on YouTube and you can see all yeah. of them there. Because taking care of your your goods. 
everything. I have okay. I have it for HIV in women. Mm-hmm. I have a tattoo and piercing PSAs about how to get that. Mm-hmm. I have, my mom did one for me. Oh yeah, yeah, she did one about um, accepting your daughter who has become your son. <gasps> yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> it's, so it's so awesome that my mom did that awesome. for me. Yeah, all Great. kinds of different stuff. Well, thank you so much, Buck. Thank you, thank you. And you at home uh, or at the gym or at work, you naughty monkeys, wherever you are, you have a good one. I'll see you next week. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.